Good morning, beautiful people. I'm Jamie Filer, personal trainer and self-development coach. Welcome to your Monday morning mindset shift, where I'm going to teach you how to take what you're thinking and make it better. The glass is always half full, my friends. Today's shift is this, how to handle rejection and feedback. Because as adults, we have to have hard conversations without mucking everything up. And what I mean by that is a number of things, right? Uh, when you when you have to give someone rejection or feedback, if you don't do it properly, you can completely ruin that relationship, uh, whether it's personal or professional, but also when receiving re- rejection or feedback, if you don't have a coat of armor, right? A little shield in front of you, then your world gets mucked up. So this is essentially um, a two-way street, how to go how to go both ways about it. So where do we start? If I couldn't handle, if Katie couldn't handle, if Asia couldn't handle rejection or feedback, we wouldn't be a growth, we wouldn't be a growth-oriented coach or essentially company, right? If you couldn't tell us that you don't like the format of our check-ins, we wouldn't be where we are because we wouldn't be growing and evolving with you. If you don't build trusting relationships at home, you end up building resentment, breakup, or you just create a painful and toxic living situation. The bottom line is without knowing how to handle rejection, we're all in for a very rough ride. So again, going back to it, if we cannot give feedback, we're not able to build trust. If we're not able to receive feedback, we are not building trust, right? If I can't tell you, again, let's just go back to the professional part. If I can't tell you that what you're doing isn't getting you closer to your goals, then you you won't trust me. If you can't tell me that my feedback form gives you anxiety because there are just too many boxes, then I won't know something's wrong. We have to be able to trust each other that regardless of what I say to you, you're going to receive it well because what I'm saying is in your best interest, right? I'm afraid of hurting their feelings actually translates into I choose making myself feel comfortable over building trust with this person. That's super important to remember. Feeding people half-truths or bullshit to make them feel better isn't about making them feel better. At the end of the day, it's about making you feel better. And it's actually unkind to them. It is the opposite of trust building. Here are some examples. Can you tell me more about that? Right? You want to listen before speaking. These are some ways when someone gives you feedback or someone rejects you, we can address it from a place of growth and curiosity. What am I doing that isn't working for you? That's a huge one for me, honestly, right? As soon as someone's like, hey, Jamie, you know, I'm really happy with the the results, but I just don't think this is for me anymore. Ah, skirt, that's never, something's always going on. Tell me, what am I doing that isn't working for you? What's going on? I really appreciate you doing X. The work you did was outstanding, right? We always want to show appreciation. We always want to start with a positive. When you did why, it led to the following problems. So notice how it's not necessarily a feeling, right? How can we resolve this so it doesn't happen again? It's a very matter of fact. It's not kind or unkind. It's not positive or negative. It's, hey, 
This was out of alignment with this core value, which led to the official problem of what can we do about it? How can we resolve it? Again, thank you for telling me that I fucked up. I didn't know this was a problem without you telling me. Please continue to tell me when I fuck up in the future, right? Again, I need that so that I can grow, right? If Katie never gave me an opportunity to mess up, or rather, if she never told me when I messed up, this would have been done so long ago because she wouldn't have wanted to hurt my feelings. So instead, what, she just leaves the relationship? No, there's got to be dialogue. There's got to be trust building. We have a problem and it's important that we sit down as a team to address it directly. This will not be brushed under the rug. Otherwise, it will happen again. Who has ideas of how we can resolve this? And again, that can very much apply to a relationship. I know that in the context, it sounds very professional, right? It could be about a team that you're working with at work. That could also be just between you and a friend. That could be between you and a partner. Breaking trust, what not to do, how not to handle rejection is talking over someone, thinking you have the only answer, the right answer, hijacking conversations or making assumptions. This is speaking before listening. So this was the opposite. Giving someone feedback, but being unable to handle it yourself using sarcasm as deflection or shaming them, AKA gaslighting, giving feedback to others before asking it for yourself, right? Attacking back, I get it, right? It's our lizard brain. It's that thing your brain does to protect you from a threat. Sticks and stones, but also words. Your brain doesn't like when your heart is attacked, okay? So when your brain says, oh my gosh, I am feeling threatened, I need to address and attack this predator back. You also never want to criticize more than you praise. Even if it is constructive criticism, this is still undermining instead of appreciating. And people are eventually going to start rejecting your feedback if all you do is feedback versus appreciation. Brushing issues under the rug, thinking you're doing something a favor by not being completely honest, half-truths. Again, I cannot emphasize the importance of this enough. Um, People-pleasing. I'm pretty sure this is the definition of people-pleasing. You don't want to upset anyone. You don't want to rock the boat. But by like not right, what's the expression? A A ship will always be safe in harbor, but that's not why ships were built, right? I think to an extent, relationships were meant to be tested. Think about weight training in the gym. Every time you weight train, you break your muscle fibers apart. You open, like they start really tight and then you open them up. And then what happens the next day, you take your protein, your glutamine, your creatine, they come back stronger. Now they're just a little bit bigger. Um, if you break a bone or you, you get like a, a gash in your skin, what happens? Scar tissue is built up and scar tissue is always stronger than your original tissue. Uh, The next one, I'm not interested in your feedback. So just completely shutting it out, right? Uh, Rejecting feedback, pulling away instead of leaning in. This encourages shame, blame, and a culture of talking behind your back, right? If you say, if I told Katie that I was not open to her feedback about how I am as a partner, I guarantee she would go to her best friend. And then what would happen? Her best friend would probably tell other people, hey, do your Katie and Jamie were having problems? Oh boy. Now it spreads like wildfire, right? But again, this can happen in company culture for uh, as well. 
avoiding hard topics, not asking for feedback, right? Because some people, right, on the other side of the table, they are the people pleasers. So instead you have to say, hey, I would love some feedback. What are you liking? What are you not liking? What can I be doing better? Or not listening to people when they bring when they bring problems to you. This is again running away. So this is what we don't want to have in our lives. Any of these avoiding, undermining, speaking before listening, running, right? So what can we do instead? Uh, this is credit for this slide in particular goes to Kim Scott, who wrote Radical Candor. Um, again, whether you own a, a position in a company or whether you're struggling in relationships or whether you are a people pleaser, I highly recommend you read Kim Scott's Radical Candor. So we have the X and the Y axis. We've got care personally and we've got challenge directly. And obviously on the, the left side, we have, sorry, on the left side, we've got ruinous empath which is someone who cares super person, like the most caring, but the least challenging. So silence to avoid hurting the person's short-term feelings, even though they'd be better off knowing in the long-term. So you are so empathetic that you end up ruining relationships, okay? And then you can also see it says ignorance, no change. Then we've got though, manipulative insincerity. So you have zero care whatsoever and you don't challenge. Silent contempt, false humility, protective hesitation, political behavior, passive aggressive, backstabbing, and self-protective silence. This leads to mistrust and also no change. But then we have, we have honestly the best, the best case. No, you know what? Let me do the other one first. So you're great at challenging, but you don't care Obnoxious aggression, AKA you're an asshole. Okay. Loud contempt, arrogance, character attack, self-righteous shaming, bullying behavior, front stabbing, and entitled bloviation. I wish I knew what that word meant. I should have Googled it. Okay. So that's also not fun. Nobody likes an a-hole. So the best case scenario, friends, is when you deeply care but you're also very prepared to challenge. You're very prepared to give feedback. This is radical candor. This is you asking for criticism, but also offering specific, sincere praise and kind, clear criticism. I believe it was, I think it's Brene Brown who said, or Mel Robbins, oh, shoot. One of those brilliant women says, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. That's radical candor in a nutshell. Gauging how what said lands and adjusting, this is called EQ. That definitely deserves its own talk. So what do I want from you guys? I want you to reflect on a time you broke someone else's trust at work or in your relationships, romantic, platonic, whatever. You don't have to share again. What kind of communication style were you likely falling into in this situation in hindsight? So again, just going back, are you a ruinous empath, manipulative insincerity, radical candor, or obnoxious aggression? Do you have a most frequent quadrant? I'm going to be honest, prior to doing this reading and getting a lot of feedback, um, I was definitely a ruinous empath, right? The last thing I would want is to challenge a client on why they didn't do something. 
But then as a result, my clients wouldn't see progress. And I was just an empathetic cheerleader. I wasn't a coach. What actions could you have taken or can take now? Maybe some of the wheels are turning to become even more radically candid or radically candid at all if this isn't necessarily who you are. So some action steps, always, always want to give you guys something to take away. Become aware of what you're feeling and when you're feeling it. This is a skill that takes cultivation. Then you want to allow yourself to feel it. If you were raised to push emotions down, or if you were in a relationship that um, did not receive your feedback or your emotions well, we have to work on it. We've got to, well, we have to work through it. Honestly, we got to, we got to help you become radically candid. And then, of course, respond versus react. So this applies to both when you've received feedback, but also when you're ready to give it, when you feel like someone could be doing so much better, or when you want to preserve a relationship and build trust and be kind, then you have to take one, two, and three into account. Read, look into Radical Candor, right? If you want it, you can get it on audiobook. She probably has a TED Talk or some sort. Use it more frequently. Don't judge yourself too harshly. I probably should have put this one first, middle, and last, okay? When you give or receive feedback, remember agreement number two, don't take anything personally, right? If anything, you should see it as a sign that that person cares so much about you that they want you to be better. They're trying to preserve the relationship and build trust by giving you feedback. Oh, and then I, I said it, don't take anything personally. Worry about getting it right, not being right. This is from Tom Bilyeu, super important for, for giving feedback or even receiving feedback. Remember, we never want to attack because what's most important is, is not my being right, it's my relationship. What's most important is that you guys are happy and feel supported not that I think I have the best check-in process of all of the coaches out there, right? I want to get it right. I want to get it right in my marriage. I want to get it right for you guys. I don't need to be right. And that's your Monday morning mindset shift. I appreciate you listening. If you loved what you heard, subscribe, like, share, and tag me in stories about this podcast. I'll share back. Until next time, the glass is always half full, my friends.